Sentire Media. Ciao a tutti and welcome to Venice Talks, a podcast series about Venice in Italy. My name is Monica Cesarato and I am a Venetian food and travel blogger. I'm going to put my insider knowledge at your disposal to help you discover Venice at 360 degrees. Each week I will be chatting to the people who really matter, the Venetian. So follow me on the discovery of his artisans, writers, fashion designers, artists, glassmakers, bloggers and much, much more. Come to visit Venice the right and sustainable way. You can find me on my blog www.monicacesarato.com and also on all social media. Enjoy the episode! Welcome back to Venice Talks, episode number 32. Hi everybody and welcome back to Venice Talks. Today, my special guest uh, is a lady that uh, just literally changed her life completely over. I'm talking about Cecilia per- Pierotti. Ciao, Cecilia. How are you? Oh, Monica. I'm good. I'm good. Nice to hear your voice. Thank you. So first of all, let's explain that you're a musician. Yes. And uh, we're talking about it's four years, isn't it, now? Uh, going on. Uh, going three, on for three years. Three let's, let's say three and a half. Yeah. Okay. But wow. literally, you turn your upside down, didn't I you? Did. Yep. So let's explain what you actually did. I decided to sell my house, sell my car, pack everything up, and get a visa to become an elective resident well it was an like elective residency visa that I applied for mm-hmm. and um, you know started getting my house ready to sell and and then started working on getting the visa and all at once and things didn't quite go according to plan but uh, you know it worked out and here I am you packed your bag and bags and you moved to Venice I did. I had two bags, a little backpack and my violin. Oh, wow. So let's start from the beginning. Uh, First of all, how long had you been planning this? Oh, God, probably ever since the first time I I saw laid eyes on Venice. Oh, okay. When was that? Back in 1979 when I first arrived. Okay, that that was (laughs) a long project. (laughs) Yep, canal canal water was quickly running through my veins. Oh, wow. Okay. uh, But yeah, no, it was, I guess it was always just kind of in the background. And, um, you know, I would come periodically. I I couldn't afford to come a Mm. lot. And then I, I, you know, self-employed musician. Mm -hmm. And uh, then I had a daughter and um, I wasn't traveling for some time until I could bring her of course in which case at nine I I was able to do that and uh, then through some friends found a way to uh, met some mutual friends to uh, that needed a house sitter Mm -hmm. here in Venice so I was able to start coming uh, let's say in the last eight eight or so years coming almost every summer to house sit for my friends and it was just like you know everybody whenever I went home it was gee we weren't sure you were going to come back this time <laughs> you <know? laughs> got longer so, and longer <laughs> exactly well I, I could only stay you know you know a month I I wasn't getting a, you know vacation pay or anything mm-hmm, with, mm-hmm. with my work because I'm self-employed yeah of course, so yeah, of course. was yeah. self-employed but uh yeah so finally blah Christmas 2018 I was with a friend and 
we were just chatting about, oh, it's a good time to sell houses. And I said, yeah, well, I'm going to, I'm going to give myself about a year. I'm going to, mm -hmm. you know, I need to paint the house. I need to get, you know, get it ready. And mm -hmm. my friend just looked at me and she said, sell it like it is. And that literally dramatically flipped oh. a switch. Okay. And, and I, I had already been cleaning out things. You know, I started with my garage, which had I, I, I mean, 30 I'm, plus years I'm of question. stuff in it. I've got a question for what? you, Chichia. Why but, did you want to fix a house that you were going to sell it anyway? Well, you know, <laughs> it was old. It could use a paint job. It was, yeah, okay, you know, but, but, but she was absolutely right. Because they've, yeah. of course, repainted it bright blue now. So, <laughs> But not only that, you know, when you buy a house, you completely redo it anyway from the beginning. So well, whoever would have come after you would have done that anyway. <laughs> well, and I, I know they've changed a lot of things. They were a, a darling a couple that bought it. But no, you're right. And it just hadn't occurred to me. I thought I was going to have to do all this fixing mm -hmm. up so I could put it on the market to get it sold. And mm -hmm. and so, yeah, no, I I uh, I, I just kind of got everything in motion. I had a good friend would come every Tuesday in the morning to, to help me pack things up because mm -hmm. she was such an expert at it. And okay. she was also uh, my voice of reason. Are you sure you want to keep that? Oh yeah, the usual, the usual uh -huh. story. Well, uh -huh. also because you obviously couldn't bring much over. So you had exactly. to store the rest, didn't you? There is, there is a storage uh, uh, that has my name on it in Vallejo, <laughs> California. Yes. And we, we, will that stuff eventually ever make it to Italy? It would be nice. I, you know, uh, in this current apartment I'm in, some of the stuff that's in storage would be very beautiful. Mm. So mm -hmm. um, it's a thought, but it will take a, a boatload of money as well as a boat. As a boat, <laughs> yeah, a cruise ship. So, so you, you started packing and everything, you sold yeah. the house, uh, but yeah. what about the process of actually getting to Venice, yeah. to Venice as in practically because obviously you have got an Italian surname so obviously it probably was much easier for you to no. get a permit no. but uh, the visa but no. uh, I know no. it wasn't it wasn't <laughs> okay it was a no, no. what I was hearing I thought, you, I thought you were saying yeah yeah it was a no okay no, so what big happened no. big no so I I started mid-summer to kind of start the process to the visa because of course by a certain time I had everything I needed I had by memory you know I had to mm -hmm. get fingerprinted and and an FBI check and uh oh just God, in case oh. you were gonna hide something the violin case you know yeah exactly <laughs> you know or or bring my my criminal past with yeah, me of course you know? of course <laughs> um so that got started and some things were more difficult than others and then uh, that was maybe midsummer, and then by September, my house was sold, and some dear friends had kindly said I could stay with them until I had my visa. And I, I told them, "Oh, it'll probably just be a couple weeks." Mm -hmm. <laughs> no, it was another two months. Wow! Um, before I had an appointment. Mm. Oh but yeah, Cecilia, Cecilia, yeah. and the appointments with bureaucracy that carry on in Italy oh, too. By the way, oh god, <laughs> we'll talk about oh, this god, after. Yes. We'll talk was, about it later. <laughs> I have some serious PTSD. I assure you. <laughs> 
But, uh, but yeah, so I ended up staying with these lovely friends for two months and, you know, I had a, a room in there in the corner of their house with my own bathroom and I tried to make myself as scarce as possible. <laughs> no, we had a great time. It was, it was really lovely, but you know, I, I was trying to get these appointments. I finally got my appointment, but for the elective, the elective residency visa, Mm -hmm. is the most difficult to get mm -hmm. because you have to prove uh, that you are financially independent. Of course, because, uh, yeah. you, you know, and otherwise, yeah. Completely you can, understandable. You cannot work in Italy, of I course. I cannot uh, work. Exactly. Exactly. And uh, and then you have to prove that mm -hmm. you won't be a, a drain on the, the, yeah. on the, on the, the country. So Of course, yeah. Yes. So um, being a self-employed person, that was, mm -hmm. you know, I, had, I was piecing things together uh, here and there. Of course. So I, um, I got my appointment, but at the Italian end of things, one of the things that they require is that you are, you have an apartment, you are renting mm -hmm. an apartment, it has to be a registered apartment, and you have mm -hmm. to show not just a copy of the contract, but the actual contract of course so I had to get the, from the the company that was representing the the landlord at the time mm -hmm. uh the the contract from them yeah. and of course they sent it you know express post but not like DHL yeah. or anything of course because other costs as, as all exactly yeah. and I waited and I waited and I waited and that part I didn't have so I was I spent the night in San Francisco with some friends and went to my appointment just thinking well I'll have it and I can send it to you she wouldn't even open my book she looked at me Oops. and she said you'll have to find a cancellation next exactly <laughs> oh exactly God. exactly oh my and God. the people there were very nice they had a guy a kind of a bouncer at the door who was <laughs> oh very God. kind you know he makes sure that because you have you know the uh, uh, a set appointment and all that yeah and then he, and he, he, he that you they thought mm, the old lady here is gonna <sighs> go in a, she's gonna burst into flames in a minute <laughs> well I, no but at least burst into tears you know <laughs> I was like oh my god and what I wanted to say to him was because of course I'd been on all kinds of blogs and yeah. and talk you know talking about oh my god getting a cancellation is is impossible Possible. and you have to you have to be there between at three o'clock in the afternoon because it, the calendar changes at midnight and at the And I'm, yeah. I'm like, I looked at this guy and I, I wanted to say, Did, have you ever tried to get a cancellation for one of these? And I really, I, 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 you know, I teared up because as I walked away from my appointment, it's like, what am I going to do? Mm -hmm. So of course I immediately started trying to find a cancellation, which did not show up and not show up. So for a while, I just thought I, I went on online and got another appointment, but let's say it was October. Mm-hmm. The appointment wasn't until January mm -hmm. and I was renting an apartment in mm -hmm. Venice. And so I thought, I thought, you know what, maybe it'll be worth it. Even though it's a plane ticket, I will go and live in my apartment and come back in January. Mm -hmm. So I, but every day I'm like, you know, looking loyally for the, for a cancellation. Mm -hmm. Finally, something showed up and I couldn't believe my eyes And I went to book it and they said, no, you already have an appointment. Oh no. So I had to go cancel <laughs> my appointment and my computer crashed. Oh no. <laughs> yeah. 
So oh. I'm running around this room. This this. I, thank God, my my friends were at work, you know, and I'm running screaming. screaming. You know? <laughs> it's like I can't believe this. What's going on? So I every, I booted things up. Everything was good, and I thought, oh God, take a deep breath, cancel the appointment. I canceled my January appointment and I went to look back on, it was still there. I booked oh it. Oh. Can you imagine and if you cancel the appointment and then the cancellation are gone? Oh my God. Uh, that's what, that was my fear that, you oh, know, because they, they have to go quickly. Now I'm not remembering, and maybe somewhere I wrote it in my journal. If at this point I had yet received the contract from mm -hmm. my place but in any event the the appointment that I did get I did finally have the the contract the the real contract and walked in and I got this guy and you know a gentleman a few words and he's just looking you know and I'm shaking I mean at this point it, I've got so <laughs> like much an writing FBI on this search. like I'm an sorry. FBI search was <laughs> well, awful and he's just very calmly you know leafing through things rejecting a few things writing a bunch of notes and of course also I'm very well aware of I'm you know San Francisco is very strict but they also serve Alaska and Hawaii and mm. Guam and Nevada and, you know, uh, Idaho, I think, mm -hmm. and Oregon and, you know, and a bunch of places. And I, I'm like, oh, geez. So I'm, I'm just shaking because there's so much writing on it. And finally, he hands me a paper with his notes saying he needs a letter from this person, a guarantee from this person. And a th I think I needed about another four or five things. <laughs> and, but he did say, but um, you can send them to us. <gasps> like, okay. okay. So I don't have to make another appointment, which was okay. great news. So of course I go home, scramble to do all these things. Also at the appointment, I had brought kind of this registered envelope, but it was the wrong thing. Oh, and I had to run to uh, a, a place in those, down the several blocks from mm -hmm. this, from where the consulate in San Francisco is before it closed. The consulate was going to close, but I could tuck it in the in yeah, the, the Dropbox. Yeah, it cost fifteen dollars for oh, this God. special envelope because he took my passport. Oh, okay. Because so you could even go. You could even go away and say. So oh, then well. I couldn't have gone. Yeah, then I couldn't have gone anywhere. But he, they take your passport because if you get your visa, it's yeah. going to be in with your passport. Yeah. So there I was, and I'm just waiting. They don't answer calls. They don't answer emails. La la. Um, also, yeah. getting getting my codice fiscale oh. in, yeah. in San Francisco, you Ooh. have to do it by snail mail. Ooh. I, at one point, wanted to go just fly down to L.A. because in L.A., you can walk in and get it. Right. And in Chicago, you can just walk in and get it. But no, in San Francisco, snail mail. But I got a spiffy, you know, laminated card when I did finally get that. So that was all part of the process as well. Oh, so I had my codice and and then I waited. And, you know, every day I, I ran out to the mailbox at my friend's house and nothing, nothing, nothing until finally something. Wow. And I looked at the envelope and nobody was home. I ran upstairs and I just threw it on the bed. I couldn't open it. <laughs> you couldn't open it? Mm -mm, I couldn't. 
So then I, um, I finally did rifled through all the pages and there was my visa. Oh my God. And did I started you do the happy days. No, I started sobbing. Oh I mean, my God. a happy sob. It was a happy yeah, yeah, sob. Of and I immediately called someone, a friend here in Venice to say, and I was sobbing. Yeah. Oh, what's going on? Are you all right? I said, I got my visa. <laughs> <laughs> so there it was. I I got through all the hoops, you know, especially being a self-employed person because you know, I was, I'm collecting on like three different sources of, of income, in mm-hmm. a, uh, including my social security mm-hmm. and, you know, the sale of my house, the, yeah, of course. you know, just a whole variety of things yeah, that yeah, had to come together for me to be able to afford to do of this. Course. Of course. And, um, and yeah, so there it was. So the next uh, thing I did was run out to buy my one-way ticket. ticket. And this we're talking about is the end of 2019. Uh, this is, well, let's less. see. It's late October 2019. Yeah. Yeah. It's pre-Aquagrande. Yep. And I remember also the night I was... So I did get my ticket. And yep. it was, uh, But I couldn't get a one-way ticket. A one-way ticket would cost me $3,000. Yeah, one-way tickets cost, cost always yeah. more than return tickets. It's so never I, got, I got the return ticket. It was half that. So yeah, I had my always, ticket. Yeah. And, and of course, I was already packed because I'd been living out of the suitcases I was going to be living in here. You know, uh-huh. so it wasn't okay. uh, it was a matter of just saying more goodbyes and, uh-huh. and that sort of thing. And got my ticket and flew in was it around the 23rd 24th of November 20 yeah something like that I think a week or so because I I was at my friend's house and I it was like seven o'clock at night and um I got a notification on my thing that a a person who does live videos in Venice Mm -hmm. was uh, was live but it was like three in the morning in Venice and I thought what the heck is going Mm. on yeah. And boy, did I get a, an eyeful as this live feed of the the what was going on with the yeah with the, that was uh, the eighth of flood. November that was the eighth yeah. of November yeah mamma okay. mia yeah and you just came just after it did it I came just yeah. after maybe a week or two after mm-hmm. yeah and of course Venice was still cleaning up uh-huh. and, but and so you got into your house you arrived into Venice house. finally. Mm-hmm few months go by and then COVID. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, it could yeah. have been worse. So you could have had COVID. You know, back I, home. exactly. And if I had been, I really, 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 it was such blessed timing because had I been in my house in Vallejo, California, in, in the neighborhood I lived in, I mean, I had some lovely neighbors, but I had some really awful neighbors. And if I was stuck in that neighborhood, not being able to walk mm. anywhere um, uh, it, it, with with nowhere to go, mm-hmm. it, I think that would have been really awful here mm. as as sad and as difficult as it it was. It was, it was beautiful, you know, and, and I could walk out my door with my Corello and, yeah. you know, do my grocery shopping, stand in line with everybody else, because it was very strict, as I know you remember. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> I remember. And I remember. then not being able to, you know, walk far from the house. But uh, for me, where I was, everything was far. So I had to walk far to, to go to the grocery store. Mm-hmm. 
but uh, yeah, so. But at the same time, you actually are one of the few people in Venice. I mean, you know, the people believing in Venice are the only one that experienced that, that experienced the city totally empty. It was amazing. It must have been. I it mean, I mean, I know, I know I was walking with you just after they let us come in again, but mm-hmm. you know, you mm-hmm. are one of the people of a few, uh, 49,000 yeah. people that live in Venice uh, that actually yeah, managed uh, yeah. to enjoy it yeah. and to see the canal well, clean. And also, also uh, just landing, you know, as soon as I arrived within eight days, I had to apply for the permesso. Oh yeah. And then you had, you know, wonderfully helped me with my banking issues, and and that, that was a whole other that thing. That you need to, yeah, list. You know, I mean. but but you were, you know, boy, you were you were there, and um, and then the the permesso. Um, so I mean, yeah, for, you, for, for people that are thinking of coming over, this is something that uh, that's why I wanted I wanted you to to speak, um, because mm-hmm. people always have this idea. Oh yeah. I'll move to Italy. It's my dream. I just move there, and life will be absolutely just every day a dream. Yeah, that's yeah. not true. Italy is a hard <sighs> country. Mm-hmm. It's not an easy country. I mean, it's mm-hmm. okay. I think if you accept that it is not America. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay. Exactly. Um, uh, it is. It's true. Food is good. Yeah, people are pretty nice. The mm-hmm. locations, is, the weather is beautiful. Yeah, but we do have a lot of bureaucracy and a lot of disorganization. Yeah, and you need to come yeah. over with a lot of patience. Patience, right? and I think resilience. You, well, you really have to want it. Yes, you know, you exactly. really and it at my age when I did it, I was sixty nine. It was now or never. And I was, and, and to be honest, even despite everything, uh, I have no regrets. I still have no regrets. I still am every day feel lucky, but yes, I, I have a friend who asked me one time, you know, well, how, when can you say that you live in Venice? Like you've been here for a month or, <laughs> and I just looked her in the eye and I said, you can say you live in Venice when you have to deal with the bureaucracy. Yes. Yes. And not just deal with it, win. Uh, well, and you know win what? It. And I think, I think, you know, when I arrived, I was pretty tightly wound from my whole experience. Of and course. and then landing and having to then do, I mean, to get the permesso, you have to provide all the same things that you provided yeah. for the visa yeah. and I'm thinking yeah. well okay but why can't you just I got my visa here's my yeah. visa where's my permesso no it doesn't work that way it's two different and countries then, and then you and of course then my visa is up in a year so I have to apply every year yes this last year Monica I went um it my permesso uh, expires at the end of December Mm-hmm. I go in in October to get the kit at the post office to fill out the pile of papers to get an appointment. There were no kits. I know. 
I know. got is becoming an appointment four. and in appointments is getting worse and worse because I mean I don't know if you know now at the moment even for Italians it's impossible to get a passport they That's have to I'm wait hearing. like four yeah. or five months because yes. there isn't enough people they, they cut down so uh, much on the staff so yes. I my suggestion yes. is that um is to make the appointment of the day that you actually go and collect your permiso. Well, Simple I, as that. But, <laughs> right? like but, but, you, but you can't because that's at the Questura. You have to. So what happened was I did, I did finally, the, the kits finally came in. I scrambled to get it. Immediately went back to the post office with all my stuff. And I, in, it was probably November-ish. My next appointment is the end of June. Oh, Okay. Uh, is that good? Is it bad? It's then by the time. So I'm walking around with the receipt now. I'll travel. Ah, with the you receipt. still don't have it. I ah, don't okay. have it. It's got expired. You, got you. Got yeah. You, got you, got and you, I won't because I won't have the appointment till the end of June. Of course. In which case, in a, then in a couple of months, I have to reapply. Yes. <laughs> in 2025, Jesus. I can get a 10 year permiso. Yeah. So, my and suggestion you is that you know, you know, the day that you go for your appointment and yeah. your renewal is. Yeah. Already book your next appointment. Exactly. Yeah. That's no, a, I'll that's go what pick I meant. up a kit. Yeah. yeah, yeah I'll yeah, go yeah. pick up a kit yeah. and uh, and start all over again. So, yeah, would you say time. also one apart from having to t- to tune in into Italian bureaucracy and understanding that you cannot fight it, you right. just got to go right. with the flow. Exactly. Okay, and learn to navigate it. Simple as that. There's no mm. point of getting mad because exactly. otherwise you will see Italian going mad everywhere. And if exactly. you notice, we don't anymore. We just go. No, oh, it's true. I've learned. Okay. I've learned. Exactly. Would you say that also another very important thing for people wanting to seriously wanting to move to Italy? Okay, is uh, to learn a little bit of a language. Oh, of course. Okay. Yes. How hard oh, was absolutely. it? I mean, as you say, you 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 didn't start when you were ten. I mean, you started no. with. I know you were learning a little bit before you were coming I, over. Yes, because I loved the language. Mm-hmm. I I just was, you know, I loved anything Italian. So of course, learning the language was. But you know, I I'm I still struggle, but um, I but absolutely, you want to be able to navigate just daily stuff. So. Um, and you know, I, I, I don't consider myself a typical expat that likes to hang out with mm-hmm. other expats. I mean, I enjoy having a, a good conversation, a deep conversation where I could like with you right now, I can just kind of go blah. Of course, you because can I can't do that. Of course. Exactly. Of course. I can't do that in Italian, even, even yet. But I just, I, you know, I love my Italian friends and I love doing things and, and, you know, I just value so much of, of what life here offers. And of mm. course, learning the language is a big part of that. Absolutely. And would you say also that, um, uh, I don't know, I don't know how to say, you know, one thing I noticed, for example, that really uh, bugged me when I went to America recently mm. mm-hmm. is that uh, I found that uh, if you're an old person, America is so hard as in if you're an old person that doesn't drive uh, yes. doesn't maybe has a little bit of disability and maybe yes. is not rich okay uh-huh. is uh-huh. a country that doesn't help you at all no. okay would you uh, well would, or it's it's very expensive if you oh, have it's very money. and yes. very hard and it's and, very hard and yes yes 
And um, he said when in Italy, uh, even Ven- I think Venice even more so because I see so many ladies because all the men obviously are gone by now. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys. But uh, you see, I see all of these ladies. I mean, I think one of the best things that I see when I do my tours is when I come to Strada Nuova at about six, seven o'clock and you see all this group of between 60 and 80s sitting ladies sitting there having their spritz chatting along mm-hmm. enjoying themselves before mm-hmm. they go home and for dinner i think yeah. it's beautiful i mean it and this is. doesn't happen just in venice uh, no. you know it happens in yeah. other cities as well no i i i you know i honestly if if I had to go back to the States, I have no idea where I would go. I mean, certainly I would love to be near my daughter, mm-hmm. but um, I I have no desire. I, you know, I've got my little corner bar here and lovely people that come and go, like you're saying, it's just, uh, you know, and I'm, I'm just, I just can't imagine where I would go if I did have to go back to the States. Mm. And um, yeah, I mean, as, as difficult as things can be here and periodically it is stressful, oh, of course. Yeah. but uh, I, I don't know where I'd go. And wouldn't you say that, I mean, Venice is particular anyway, but yes, yes. The, the pace is so much slower in Italy. Mm. Yeah, yeah. And it's I mean, not, you know, not when just people come on holiday, but literally right. it is slower. Yeah, yeah. And and you do learn to kind of go, like, initially when I couldn't get a kit last fall, I, I looked at this person and I said, what am I supposed to do? And this person goes, I don't know. <laughs> and I'm thinking, Typical okay, Venetia, answer, I guess yeah. then I'm not going to worry about it. And I've reached that point where I'm not so tightly wound that I can't accept the fact that, okay, it's out of my hands. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'll go have a sprint now. <laughs> you know? Becoming an alcoholic. <laughs> I know, right? So that's the uh, that's Italian answer to uh, <laughs> anything that goes wrong. Oh, let's have a drink. Yeah, right. Yeah, it, it's surprisingly that you don't see so many drunken people around me. No, <laughs> well, I'm all, I'm still amazed though when I see people starting at ten in the morning. I'm I'm not there yet. No, I'm certainly know, not there. I no. Yeah, I know some Italian. Well, no, some Italians. I mean, I couldn't. I mean, it depends. If it is an event, I probably can attend as well. If it is food with it, yeah, it's no problem. Uh, no definitely (laughs) definitely but there is the the one thing about being in Venice which is so particular is that when the crowds have resumed coming Mm. um it's it's interesting it kind of heats me up you know the Mm -hmm. way they are the 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 obliviousness I don't know and Monica let me ask you a question do you find that tourists are are worse since COVID (gasps) I was gonna say the same thing yes okay Absolutely. Okay. Uh, it's not uh, my imagination. But I do have, I do have um, uh, not an explanation, but kind of uh, a few thoughts about this. I think okay. it's because first, uh, well, things have got worse since uh, 2018. Okay. Mm. Uh, they okay. were already getting bad. I mean, we well, the were mass, already... The mass of the tourism. Yeah, yeah, but not just about the masses, the actual 
quality and by quality i hope nobody gets offended uh, of the people that are listening uh, i mean uh, that there are uh, you know the other day i was listening to somebody but there is a difference between a tourist and a traveler so that oh. the tourist wants to visit a place a traveler wants to experience a place oh, okay perfect, so perfect what's happening at the moment is for many many years and this is from 2017-2018 we have got less and less and less travelers in venice and more and more and more Instagram visitors in Venice. Yes. But there are people that they yes. don't care of their surroundings. They don't care where they are. They come only because it's on the bucket list and you have to tick a box and you have it's, to show exactly. that you've been it's, there. It's a so, check on the bedpost. Yeah. Exactly. So these yep. people, loads and loads and loads of them, unfortunately, is people that don't do any research before coming into the city. That drives me nuts. I uh, know. They come and stay drives maybe for nuts. one night if we're lucky. Mm. And uh, they don't want to visit another country. They just want to take a picture. And they want that country to be exactly like the country they come from. Well, and I'm and- not saying, I, I don't pinpoint it to one nation. It's right. everywhere is right. the same. Okay. Yeah. It's just yeah. a behavior. Yeah. Uh, And unfortunately, the city of Venice is not doing nothing to stop these people, because as you (sighs) know, for years I've been trying to say we need to educate people. And people don't research. I mean, I was lucky just yesterday. I had a beautiful tour. And I hope they're listening to me because I know they were listening to the podcast uh, in the other episodes. I know you know who I'm talking about. Okay, (laughs) I know you know who you are. Uh, I had uh, some people with me the other day. They said to me that uh, they were on on my tour. And they've been doing a lot of research. So not only they listen to the podcast and read my blog, but they read a lot of other blogs and stuff like that. Excellent. And they booked so many of the restaurants and recommendation of things to do that I talked about and that mm. made me proud and very happy of course, because yeah. I could see them they came over and they were looking for things and they yes. were happy because they were finding them and they were enjoying Venice so even though the crowds were here they didn't mind because they knew what they were looking for and that's they, so cool. And yeah. they were really, and they are, I'm pretty sure because they're still here. They still, they were really enjoying the city. That's and awesome. I think that is the problem. So the problem is that they got worse. It's not that people have gone worse. It's just that the people that come are different people. There yeah. are other people that used to come to Venice. And, you know, until many years ago, people used to come to Venice for five, six days, maybe even for a week. Right. Right. And now it's one, one, one. And the city mm. promotes this because numbers uh, is yeah. money. Exactly. Okay. For who, a... who knows, you know, well, because, we know it, you know, the we, ice we know cream vendor. Who. Well, yeah, yeah. yeah we, but, we know. You know. Is the city, just... is money, that, is, uh, uh, you know, tax money that comes in, is yeah. money for the taxi drivers, mm. is money for mm. hotels. Yeah. yeah. And I think that is the problem. So I wish... Yeah. I wish, and and another thing, I don't know if you noticed this, um, but obviously we didn't see in 20 and 21, but I noticed in 2019, and I noticed it this year, is we didn't get a low season. There was never throughout the last 12 months a moment where Venice wasn't busy. No, that's true. Sometimes we're a little quieter. Yesterday, I was out with my my family, and when it was raining all day, and it was 
kind of nice going around because mm. people weren't out. Except that, you know, it, it, as bad as the tourists are, put an umbrella in their hand and, oh, yeah. man, that's oh, really yeah. a crazy. But it was, there were less people around. But Saturday and Sunday, I wasn't there, but I heard yeah. the tales no, of it, it. It was bad. It yeah. was bad. And it's yeah. not just the weekends. It's like every yeah. day now. It's I mean, true. It's crazy. So, yeah. And people that are listening, but I know the people that are listening to this are the people that we want in Venice anyway. And anyway, I'm preaching. Yeah. How do you say? I'm preaching to the preacher. <laughs> to, to the <laughs> choir. Like, yeah, You're to preaching the choir. to the choir. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, you know, it's just like saying, uh, I, I'm, I'm repeating myself, but I'll say things to people that obviously are totally agreeing with me. But I hope yeah. there's other yeah. people that don't usually listen to podcasts or read about blogs that understand that how important it is to actually research before you come because you miss out on on the true on on the true Venice yes you know and if you do have limited time you want to make the most of it exactly uh, yeah and I say to everybody Venice is not for everybody but there is but there is something for everybody so mm. instead of wanting to come to the city and do what everybody else does, mm. understand what you like and see exactly. if the city offers it and then exactly. come over, you know, exactly. as, uh, and, and walk on the right and single file. Ah, yeah. Okay. Few, <laughs> few, few rules, few rules. Okay. So yes. as you say, yes. walk on the right hand side <sighs> and in a single file. line. And in a single line. Don't stop on the bridges. Well done. Don't I mean, push the ladies. <laughs> hello. I get, you know, so many times they just, there's over. four coming the other way and there's only room for me. And there's still no room for me because I get banged I into so much. I it's know. Like, people and it just seems like it's yeah it's it's gotten worse since covid yeah um, i think it's uh, because there isn't any more uh, respect for the other person is all isn't. become very individual and mm-hmm. it's very very sad right yeah. one thing before we close because the time okay. has gone so fast uh-huh. um you obviously you cannot work in venice because obviously right. you finally retired you're here to, not I, to work you're here to enjoy yourself okay exactly, exactly. Okay. but uh, you are uh, volunteering with a beautiful project that i hope ah, yeah. they will be happy to talk to me soon i need to ask lisa um, and can we talk cool. uh, can we talk about very quickly two minutes Ven- about venice music venice project. music project yes it's a group of local musicians all on authentic baroque instruments led by um, our friend Liesl Odenweller, a soprano, who started the group uh, with another musician 10 years ago. We're celebrating the 10 years of, oh. uh, yeah, so it's a great year to talk oh, to, uh, to Liesl yeah, if you can get a hold of her. Yeah, oh, yeah yep, yep, yep. But, and we've moved into the beautiful Scuola di Carmini. Oh, you have. Um, it's wonderful. So I fell literally just kind of tripped into uh starting to present uh before the concert starts so i will talk for about five minutes before the concert about what they're going to hear it's mm-hmm. things that maybe i found in my research that were was interesting and um and then i just you know uh lisa's husband frank will introduce me and 
I kind of stand there and be my support, but, um, <laughs> you know, I do the heavy lifting and, uh, I, I, I spend a fair amount of time during the week researching the mm -hmm. concerts and the music because Baroque music isn't really, hasn't been my wheelhouse. I mean, I've mm -hmm. played a lot of Baroque music in my day, but, um, this is, it's a very unique and, and they, they do. And of course, Lisa would say their musical archeology, span Yes, we, they just did a beautiful performance of a piece that hadn't been performed in probably 250 years. Oh, wow. And I like and it because it's not it's your typical, wonderful. you know, all over Venice, they play nope. uh, concerts, you know. We go not all Vivaldi yeah, all the time. Yeah, exactly. Or, not, yeah. or if you're lucky, maybe you can go down to the Fenice and mm. if you're very, very, you know, sure. it costs money and stuff like that. Sure. But what they do is so different. And I really like, um, can I be honest with you? Yeah. I'm very happy that you moved to Scuola Grande di Carmen because we all uh, are. <laughs> I think it's actually uh, a most a better suitable location for what uh, Venice Music Project is. Yes, I More agree. In and, line for for and, what you are. Absolutely, and I think the conventional thinking too has been by moving to Carmini. We also are going to attract a more Italian audience. I know, and on that, I think also it's very great for Scuola di Carmini because it's one Absolutely. of the scuole that is usually considered, you know, not so, you know, a lesser, maybe. yeah, a lesser, even except more. for the Tiepolo. <laughs> yeah, but you, you know, it's not spoken like Scuola Grande di San Rocco, or, right? Or Scuola right. di San Marco, or Scuola Grande exactly. San, San Giovanni Evangelista. So it's exactly. it's very nice that you put the spotlight on that as it's, well and it's wonderful um, and he helps them i think maybe opening their their mind so you think if i ask lisa she probably say yes yes i, I so, hope yeah. so i hope yeah. so okay yes i'm I'll gonna send her, her. <laughs> yeah oh yeah yeah you yeah. talk to her and i'll send her a message and then we'll try yeah. to convince yeah no, okay be great so, because it's uh since they're celebrating their, their 10th year i, I think yeah. it's, it's great timing it will be nice also because they still do it online as well as uh, uh live yes um we you know the wi-fi in Carmini is not great so uh, they're the, the some of the concerts have been uh recorded ah okay um but uh yeah you can you can talk to her more about that but yeah we haven't been doing the live streams lately oh okay Maybe. well we can talk yeah. about that okay cool. Cecilia cool. it was so nice talking to you and <laughs> one you. last question when are you yes. gonna start the blog uh... <laughs> <laughs> tomorrow oh yeah 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 right okay <laughs> we, still got, we still got to work on the on the title of that blog <laughs> exactly and maybe i i better get a new computer to you know, oh, God. Go oh well i can help me. you i can help you with that because i just got my new one i can help Ooh. you with that. okay, okay. listen speak to you soon and thank Yay. you so much okay. my pleasure take ciao. care ciao, ciao. ciao. Thank you again, Cecilia, for the lovely interview. You can find Cecilia on Instagram as Cecilia Pierotti. Thank you again for listening. If you want to book a food tour or a cooking experience with me, you can find me on my blog, www.monicacesarato.com or at cookingvenice.com and also on all social medias with the handle at Monica Cesarato and at cookingvenice. Feel free to leave a comment or write to info at monicacesarato.com for more information about the people featuring the podcast or Venice. Bye-bye! Sentire Media 
Hey, podcast producers and show hosts. Do you want to join a podcast network that celebrates all things Italian? At Sentiri Media, we understand the allure of Italy and its unique culture. Our devoted team of hosts and producers are all driven by their shared passion for Italy. And we work tirelessly to create the best lifestyle podcasts and content that will whisk you away to the very heart of Italy. With us, you can savor the mouth-watering flavors, get lost in the stories from the past, break down the cultural barriers, and truly immerse yourself in the vibrant traditions of this intoxicating country. If you have a great podcast idea or are already in production and would like to join Sentire Media, head over to sentiremedia.com, that's S-E-N-T-I-R-E media.com, and find out how to submit your show.